0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Katie F, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 21st, 2019. Today, we're reading from the big book. We're in chapter five, and we're on page 69, the third paragraph, whatever our ideal turns out to be. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Naomi B. For the 12 traditions, Nancy T and reading the text are Leon B. and Lauren N. The reference numbers for Wednesday, November 20th, 2019 are for the 7 a.m. 13693, that's 13,693. And for the 10 a.m. are 13694, that's 13,694. Um, OA Preamble. our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Naomi B. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Katie, can you hear me okay? Yes,
2: great, okay,
1: thank you. Okay, thank you for your service. Good morning, family, this is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you,
3: Naomi. Okay, I will now ask Nancy P. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. <clears throat> Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for allowing me to be of service.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for response 69, the third paragraph, whatever our ideal turns out to be, and I will ask Leon B. to begin reading.
4: Good morning. This is Leon B. gratefully recovered from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in so doing in other words we treat sex as we would any other problem in meditation we ask god what we should do about each specific matter the right answer will come if we want it what i remember most about this paragraph and about even the one from yesterday this this whole idea about the ideal and i was at a speaker convention and the speaker had mentioned that we you can use this type of thought around any problem that you may have to to create an ideal and then like what it says in the first line be willing to grow toward it and the example that she had used at that time was something she was going through with her mom and at the time i was going through it. i mean my mom and i we weren't getting along at all you guys may have heard me we talk about that. And I, I found that to be, that was like a, so that was a revelation for me. So I went home and and I did that. And I, and then not only made it for my mom, but for, as a husband, what's my, was my ideal. And I have, I can set high standards for myself, but just, just the willingness to grow towards being a more, you know, loving husband, a more patient husband, um, just list more of a, a better listener same thing with being a dad—just you know, having more patience with my children, spending time with them, have pouring pouring into them. And when it came to my mom, I, it was to be to be lovingly respectful to her, to be lovingly dutiful and patient and no murder by assassination. Because I would pick up the phone and call my sisters, and and we would start talking about her to honor her, to have lunch with her, to call her before i would come over to take her to the movies and, and i have give her some sugar because she likes to kiss me all the time and that was a that was, all of that was i thought this is never going to happen but i be i was very willing to grow it, it was just that willingness i said god this is what i want to be to her I, I never i mean harlem would say you cannot work these steps and sin or or break the ten commandments and not honoring your mother and your father was something that was really was really um getting to me um but I'm telling you I just looked up one day within the past few months and I was having this conversation with somebody I was doing these things and and not only that my it my mom could see it and my siblings were like who are you and this is not the same mother that raised is 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 this not the same mother that raised us and we have just the greatest relationship. I'm going to close with this. I mean, I'm taking my mom to the Biltmore. She loves Downington Abbey. And we're going to make a day of it. And I am excited. I've gone to the movies with her to see Downington Abbey, to, to make her happy. And I thoroughly enjoyed it so much. I bought the series, and I've been watching it weekly. But, um, I mean, being willing, that's, that's all I want to um, focus on, being willing to grow. I think just that willingness is so much there's so much power in that, and um, so this is not shaping ideals just for sex, but it said for, we treat sex like any problem, and you can shape ideals for any problem,
0: and I pass with that. Thank you so much, Leon, for getting us started here this morning. So if you just joined us, we're on page 69, the third paragraph, um, whatever our ideal turns out to be. And if you have not shared in the last couple of days, then please um give us your first name and the first initial of your last name. Kim J. K D
5: G. from Boston. Kim
0: G, Katie G. Janet E. Janet E. Camille G. Camille Teresa G. Theresa P Teresa P.
6: That's w. That's w. Susan A.
0: Lizzie. Okay, we'll stop with you, Susan. Um, Okay. Susan, what was the initial of your last name? I think it was A. Okay. I've got Kim G, Katie G, Janet E, Camille G, Teresa, I'm not sure, Beth W, I think it was Liz T, Susan, I think A. Go ahead, please, Kim G. Everyone else, please mute.
7: Kim, we can't hear you. I'm sorry, I I must have
8: gotten muted. Let me start. Hi, this is Kim Jean. I'm been recovered since January two thousand and eleven and I'm gonna drill down a little bit more on what Liam was talking about that line. We must so much for suggestions, right? We must be willing to grow towards it. You know, this we had a a um, a resentment prayer, we had a fear prayer, and we're gonna have three prayers, three prayers in, in this relationship sex conduct. So we're gonna ask, we're gonna meditate, and then we're gonna earnestly pray. And I just wanna tell you one of my mistakes. One of my mistakes was I left the fourth step prayer in the fourth step. So see, four through nine is just a skill set that we implement in 10 and 11. And it's in 10 and 11 that we grow. So, I do make all ideals for all areas of my life, and those ideals grow. So, for example, I had an ideal as a sister. But as I began to grow, I realized I have two brothers. So, I need to have an ideal for each brother, and that grew. And then my brother got a job at my office as a custodian. So, now I have an ideal as a coworker to my brother and as a sister to my brother. The same thing has happened with Overeaters Anonymous. I used to have an ideal as a member of Overeaters Anonymous. But now I have an ideal as a member of A Vision for You. I have an ideal as a a member of my home group in Cherry Hill, New Jersey on Sunday mornings, And I have an ideal as a South Jersey intergroup, a member of my intergroup. So these ideals continue to grow because I need to continue to grow. Why? You know, when I look at 10, 11, and 12, I think about it like I'm going up a down escalator, that I have to be constantly moving or I'm going to be drawn down. Now, that's not fair. Most people get to walk up the up escalator, but I have to know who I am. My mind is wired differently. I am an addict, so I have to walk up the down escalator. And one of the main ways I do that is I take this four through nine skill set. I take the sick man's prayer. I take the fear prayer. I take these relationship prayers, and I implement them, and I keep moving forward. And if I choose to stand still, I'm going to be drawn back, and I'm going to eat again. So once again, we keep talking about suggestions, but it says here we must be willing to grow towards it, because if I do not do the must, I
0: will eat again. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. And now we'll have Katie G.
5: Thank you, Katie F., Katie G. Boston, recovered, thank God, for over four years now. And a couple of things. I want you all to know that what the previous speaker was saying is true. The last time we studied step four, I realized that what was being said was true for me. And every day, I now pray, God, I ask for um, guidance in each questionable situation, sanity, and the strength to do the right thing in all the roles of my life, and it works. How do I know? Because yesterday I had an issue. No, the night before I had an issue with something my husband wanted to do. He wanted to change, and guess what? I don't like change. I got a well-oiled wheel that's going on here, hubs. Don't you tell me you're gonna change my wheel. Like, that's my wheel. And thank God, because of this process, I knew I was wrong. And not only did I know I was wrong, I was able to say to him, Hubs, I'm selfish, I'm wrong. I wish I didn't have such a big mouth. But you know what, here's what I'm gonna do. And last night, I was able to offer him something, and you know what he said to me? He said, thanks, like 10 times. Oh my gosh, what a miracle, why? Because I too have an ideal as a wife As a mom, as a member in good standing of Overeaters Anonymous, as a sponsor, people call me, they ask me, how do you know how to sponsor? Because I know what my ideal is as a sponsee, as a sponsor, and it changes. How does it change? Because I study the book, and I call women who have been walking this path gracefully before me, and I ask them, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I do want to shift gears a little bit. This It does talk about making amends with sex conduct. I had multiple affairs. In one instance, it was a married man who had three children. Guess who I'm not going to approach? Not going to approach him. No way. That doesn't mean I'm off the hook. It doesn't mean I'm off the hook. In meditation and then Google, I made a significant painful donation to my wallet to a, a program called Divorce Care. Why? Because my affair had an impact on, all of, on those dear children and on that man. But how selfish of me to think I need to go to him because guess what, buddy? I'm going to eat if you don't take my amends. Wrong. Wrong. Please, I beg of you, if you're on this step or you're not on this step, if you're before this step, do not start calling your exes. Don't, please, call someone who's recovered because I, and I'll wrap up with this, KDF, I called the the exes, and I was wrong, and I induced more pain, and there's nothing worse in OA than having to make amends for an amends. It can't be done. So it can be done with God. Anyway, walking shoulder to shoulder with all of you, what a miracle. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Katie. Okay, Janet E, you're up, followed by Camille G. Great, thanks so much. I'm Janet E,
9: I'm gratefully recovering in Cuenca, Ecuador. And I love what I'm just hearing about creating ideals for all of the different roles in my life. And I will be sponsoring in the near future. And um, so to create one for that, that's that's incredible. It would never have occurred to me. Um, but okay, so we must be willing to make amends where we've done harm so I
0: am uh, just
9: finishing my amends and um, I made an amends two days ago to someone that I dated briefly and showed up very selfishly demanding I mean I was a psycho girlfriend like if you didn't text me within a certain amount of time well one I would think you were dead and I might call the police um, but you, there was hell to pay. I was so driven by fear and uh, and selfishness. And so this is how I showed up with this gal. And so I, I sent her an amends, a heartfelt amends. And honest to God, within five minutes, she sent me back a note and said, Jenna, I am so happy to hear from you. I always hoped we would be able to connect again and speak again. Turns out she's nearly a year sober in AA. <laughs> Loves AA, is working on her own thing, on her own issues, gave me an amends that I never would have anticipated or expected or needed, made amends for her behavior, and within less than 30 minutes, an entire relationship completely restored. Blows my mind, the power of this. And I know not every amends is gonna go this way. I have made an amends in the past that created infinitely more harm and Um, But I did it without a sponsor. I did it because I wanted to do it and check it off the list so I would feel better. So yes, to uh, doing this under the guidance of a sponsor and um, being very, very clear about exactly what what are my harms, what are the harms I caused, and how exactly do I want to make amends where I'm not causing more harm. So just a great, great stuff that we're in right now and so glad to be a part of this beautiful community
0: and with that I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janet. Okay, Camille G, you're up followed by Teresa.
7: Camille G, star one to unmute. Good morning. This is Camille G. Can you hear
10: me? Yes. D is in dog. Thank you. David? G is in George.
0: Oh okay. That's what I thought. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, please.
10: Good morning. Um, uh, It's been a while since I've read this paragraph. I just attended the vision convention and um, gotten a new boost to energy to get back involved in my big book, which I'm really grateful for. Um, When I read the sentence, whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. So the first thing I did is I looked up the word ideal, um, and it says a principle to be aimed at. And then I listed my role, you know, as a wife, as a grandma, as a sponsor, as a sponsee, you know, as a community member in in Brooklyn, New York, where I live. Um, And then I looked up the word must, and it says not to be missed, which I just there's something really uplifting about that. It's like, oh, yippee, not to be missed. I'm in. So um, I'm in because I want to grow toward it. And I haven't sat down in a long time and made a list of what is, what, what is my ideal as a wife really look like? What does my ideal as a grandma really look like? And as I'm saying it, I'm hearing in the back of my mind, I know my, I, I think I know my ideal, and then there's a semicolon with the word but, comma. And then it goes to the other people. And so what this paragraph really reminds me is to go in front of that semicolon, all that matters is that I define what my ideal is sincerely to me within my heart and within my being, and I attain that. And the only way I can move toward that and attain that is with my conscious contact with God, because that relationship quiets everything after the semicolon with the but part.
2: Um, so
10: thank you so much for, all, um, for, for being here and for shares.
0: Thank you, Camille. Okay, Teresa, you're up, followed
7: by Beth W. Hi, this is Teresa, Piaz, and Paul. And I'm just
11: uh, really grateful to be on this outline. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm so glad that I get to be recovered because it's brought me that uh, life beyond my wildest dreams and one of the big areas that I needed recovery in was uh, sex conduct, and you know, and I was always very good at pointing out uh, what his behavior was, or somebody else's behavior was, but especially the special his in my life is, you know, he, 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 and what um, program has done for me is I get to look at me and make it me, 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 and. That uh, one of the things that came up for me, because uh, sex was a, just uh, a big, dark area, you know, it's, you know, I don't look at it, you know, but I do, but I don't. And what I've, um, what God blessed me with was a couple of words um, that I got out of a program book, kindness and courtesy. And uh so I got to, but I go, oh, oh, wait, he, 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 he. Go, no, no, wait a minute, just. I can do kindness and courtesy. My ideal, just kindness and courtesy. So, you know, I just got to be kind and courteous. Oh, please. And thank you. And how about a smile on my face once in a while? That'd be nice. I didn't realize all the, you know, my face was like locked into a a not nice look. And I didn't even know it. And so just break those little lips into a smile and uh you know and it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing what i need to do is look at my behavior and you know i can practice that kindness and courtesy and one of the things that really helped me too is you know that doesn't mean i have to stay there and take you know inappropriate behavior i can always walk away What, what a concept i don't have to like try to change his mind and uh and you know and i got to the Keywords has helped me tremendously, and that is like, you know, and, uh, you know, I am working with kindness and courtesy, and now i practicing, working towards it, practicing kindness and courtesy, you know, if uh, things get crazy, I can go, oh, you know, I'm willing to talk about that later, you know, love you, and then walk out the door. I'll well, actually walk out of the room and try walking out of the room. And if that doesn't work, I can walk out the door. And if that doesn't work, you know, I can just go, go <laughs> walk away for a long time. I went walked once when I walked away for seven months. And it was the most the best thing I did for myself. And what I got to do is continue to treat, you know, the love of my life with kindness and courtesy. And I didn't do it perfectly. I made lots of mistakes. But I got to work towards it. And through the years, the, the what has happened is that it has been returned to me by this same person you know we've been married forty eight years. And it was definitely gonna be death to his part. It was just gonna be, analysis, you know, um is he gonna die or am I gonna kill him? And time, please. And and well, I just wanna say kindness and courtesy with program makes a wonderful change in my life thank you for letting me share thank you Teresa.
0: okay beth w you're up followed by liz t
6: hi good morning this is beth w from north dakota recovered compulsive overeater um grateful for this meeting and grateful to be studying these pages um and these paragraphs slowly and just taking in what everybody has to say and to teach me you know, these, yesterday's paragraph and today's seems so intricately entwined. It's hard to study one without the other. But whatever our ideal turns out to be, and it goes back to having God mold my ideal and, and then be willing to grow towards it, and it goes back to God helps us live up to them. You know, I wanted to create my own ideal and make it best ideal, and I had forgotten to pay attention to the asking God part. Um, and... uh you know, I have to be willing to make amends where harm is done, um, but bring no more harm. And then, uh, uh, and then, it, asks, it says to ask God again. You know, um, I just, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just, what
12: it,
6: it's the whole idea of growing towards it. I guess is what I'm, I'm thinking about, and. Um, I wanted it now, immediately, that I would be the perfect person, and and at first I wanted the other person to be perfect, and everybody around me to be perfect, but I realized it's all about me, (laughs) and and it's my work to be done, so um, I'm going to pass, thanks. Thanks, I forgot to set the timer, but I'm
0: sure you're not over by any means. Okay, thank you. Beth W, Liz T, you're up, followed by Susan A. Then we'll open it up for more sharers. Liz
7: T, star one. Was there a Liz? May not be T, I may have gotten the wrong initial. Okay, Susan, you can go ahead.
13: Hi, Katie. Thank you for your service. Uh, This is Susan A. in Pennsylvania, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I am sharing today because Charles H. at the convention encouraged us who don't share as much to press star one. So I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Can you hear me?
0: Can you hear me, Katie? Yes, I can hear you.
13: Oh, good. Okay. Um, Yesterday, we were learning about our sex powers were God-given and therefore good. And they are good because they have the potential to create life. They are procreative gifts from God. Um, And today, we're learning about the ideals that we perhaps have. And the one that I have, is that my sex powers should be an expression of love, a giving of myself, not taking um, in dishonesty, selfishness, self-seeking, or fear. When I engage in sex behaviors um, as a result of my character defects, the result isn't growth in love, it's destruction and it's damaging to my marriage. Um, but when we do act out in that way uh, out of selfishness or manipulation, and the result is guilt, fear, or whatever negative feelings I may be experiencing, that's not the end of the story. As a result of, you know, this program, it's we have our tenth step, we have our eleventh step, And we have the ability to make an amend, in this case, to my spouse. Uh, We have the ability to consult higher power and ask what we should do in each particular matter um, and to follow God's will. Through this process, we are enlarging our spiritual life. And the side benefit is, and that, that, that which attracted us to this program, is that we take an insurance policy out against abusing ourselves with food. Um, So that in turn improves my my relationship with myself, my God, and my fellows, and allows me to serve God and my fellows and my husband uh, to to a maximum level. Um, My thoughts about this is that sex behavior is very, very complicated We we cannot begin to manage it well without God, and that's why this program is so awesome. It gives us precise instructions on how to respond when we make mistakes in the sexual domain, the result of which is spiritual growth, and I'll pass at this time. Okay,
0: thank you so much, Susan. Okay, if you're just joining us, we're on page 69, the third paragraph, whatever I, our our ideal turns out to be. That's a tongue twister. Okay, so who would like to share? Who hasn't shared in the last couple of days?
5: Anna, Anna day? R.
0: Melissa C. Okay. okay, I heard a lot of names. Can you all just say them again, please? I'm sorry, I didn't get them. Vicky hungry. V. Melissa Nikki? C. Monica. Melissa, Nancy P, Anita Monica, J. Nancy, Nancy, Anita, Vasa O. Okay. Okay, I heard Vicki T, I think it was, Melissa C, Monica T, Nancy P, Anita J, Deb Vasa w- O. I'm sorry? Deb W. Of Deb W. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's. That's a good list. Let's go with that. Vicky T. Melissa C. Monica T. Nancy P. Anita J. Vasa O. And Deb W.
12: Go ahead, Vicky. Please. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. It's Vicky V. As in Vicky. And uh, you know what jumps out at me immediately in this paragraph once again, is the willingness to grow toward it. And my mind automatically translates that into willingness to grow towards my spiritual um, solution. Because um, it turns out, and who knew, sex ideal and relationships are just another uh, situation in my life that needs to be turned over to my higher power. I mean, I never thought about sex until, you know, I thought, like others have shared, oh, my gosh, I was, you know, I was so, I'll just use prudish, if you will. Oh, until sex became a way for me to get somebody into my life. And I didn't realize that until I went through my step four and really drilled down on my sex inventory, but also all the relationships in my life. You know, I realized, you know, four or five years ago, I was always looking for love or something outside myself to fill me up. And my sponsor at the time said, you have so many people in your life that love you and you are ignoring them. And so I started working on those relationships. I started to be the daughter I wanted to be, be the mother I wanted to have, be the friend that I wanted to see in my life. And that's when things started changing. And, then, and now this, and now more about sex. Um, I am willing I just need to be willing every day because my whole life I have been strong and full of willpower, and that's the first thing people who've known me my whole life who don't have program will say, you are so strong. Well, that is my biggest weakness, and I cannot believe that I see that today, but I do, and that's only through God's grace. And by listening to other people who have been there before me, I am willing to do whatever it is that you did to get where you are, and it's I see it happening today. Working with a sponsee or sponsoree for the first time in this program today, I am rocketed to the fourth dimension. And when people used to say that, I'm like, what does that mean? Well, you know what? It's the whole package. It's the whole spiritual package if I choose to accept it. And today I do. Thank you, everybody, for sharing so intimately on this line. I get so much from from your program and from my higher power. Thank you uh, for letting me speak, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vicky V. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Monica T.
14: Hi. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. It's Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in New York. And, um, you know, when I hear the words like willingness and grow, um, for me, those are like signals of, of some discomfort and pain because, um, for me, I am willing <laughs> grow when i'm outgrowing something when i feel um discomfort and um you know this area of ideals i love and i was really taught here by all of you that i create ideals for all of my relationships and um and that i'm willing to grow towards them when i realize that i'm feeling un, you know dissatisfied uncomfortable in in and usually, you know, in my addict's mind, my discomfort comes I think at because someone else isn't doing what I want. You know, and then I learn from this program we're you know, this is all about other centered, you know, and so if someone isn't giving me what I want, um hello, I'm the one that has to change, you know, I'm the one that has to start showing up. And I you know, my my experience with relationship and, you know, specifically with my husband was, you know, like sex was a little bit of a commodity. It's sort of you know, we made a joke of it in our marriage, um, and I hear a lot of people do it, like, you know, um some you know, my husband doing a little housework is like foreplay, right? So it's all about what he can do for me. It's it's like you take care of stuff for me around the house and I'll you know and I'll show up for you. And that is not the ideal you know that's that's to be a loving giving partner in a relationship means I'm the giving one you know and so like this past summer I had an incredible opportunity to grow in my ideal to change my ideal I was looking around outside the house and that was an area that was always my husband's job to take care of the landscape the gardening the cutting the grass and you know and my had its mind, I was grumbling. He was falling short of my high expectations, you know? And um and, and in my prayer and meditation it was like, well, how about you learn? You're fifty years old if you never pushed the lawnmower. You've lived in this house for twenty something years together. And what have you done to contribute to the outside? And and so my ideal changed and I began to do those things and that brings more love into a relationship. You know, I don't look at him anymore and and demand that he give to me. And, you know, as I give more to him, I actually get more in return. It grows us more intimate. That's sort of like the next step in a in a mature relationship. Um, isn't just about what happens in the bedroom, but it's what happens, you know, on the front lawn, right? It's taking care of your house together. And um, so thanks
0: for Donald Trump. Thank you, Melissa. And um, next up, we have Monica
15: T., followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. My name is Monica T., and I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from Florida. And thank you to everybody. Wow, I'm just blown away with shares this morning. So where are we? We are in How It Works. And we are on step four here writing and working on our sex inventory. So, whatever our ideal, and I looked up ideal, goal, aim, model, vision of goodness, turns out to be, we must be willing to grow towards it. You know, we must be willing to change. And aren't we just trying to get a spiritual awakening, a change happening to us as a result of working these steps, and we're working on that here. We must be willing to make amends. What are amends? It's setting right something that is wrong. So we must be willing to set right things we've done wrong, how we, people we have harmed provided that we do not bring about still more harm in doing so. And what I really wanted to point out here was, wait a minute here. We are in step four. This is not step nine where we make amends. So you're not going to make these amends now. All right. This comes a little later. And in other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. You know, what have been our other problems here that we've worked before here? Our fears, within our fear inventory, our resentments, our dishonesty. So, you know, sex is another area like that. And then we pray. We ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. And I got written in big, bold letters in my book here, Wait for the answer, Monica. <laughs> and with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica.
7: Okay, Nancy P., you're up, followed by Anita J.
16: Nancy P., star one. Hi, sorry. I can I? You. I'm
7: sorry.
16: <laughs> I uh, went into yes, one of so I can of hear you now. My phone. Okay. Um, yeah, Nancy P. from Boston. And guess what? I'll give you 9 million guesses. Okay, I'll tell you. It's all about surrender. And for me, it says whatever our ideal turns out to be. And, you know, I don't know what my ideal is. I don't know. And um, with all of my relationships. But I can say that, um, you know, I keep doing the same things that I've been doing. And I keep moving forward. And, um, And I... And I change. And I can say that a lot of my relationships have changed. And I was, I was telling a friend um, a couple of weeks ago that nobody in my family has said, gosh, you're such a much better mother and you're such a much better wife. And, oh, my God, how, how could I ever have lived with you before? And now you're so awesome. And I said, told my friend that. And um, I said, I don't mind because I feel different and she's um she's a little shy and she's and she said, "Well, I can tell you that I find it a lot easier to spend more time with you." And that was like so gratifying or so supportive sounding or feeling to me because I don't need my husband to say, you know, that he loves me more or that he notices he he's you know, he's just not that kind of a person anyways. But I believe that um, as long as I keep doing what I've been told to do, what I've been taught to do, and what I teach others to do, that um, all of the relationships in my life will get better. And, you know, my um, we have two children. One of them is a freshman in college. The other one's a senior in high school. And I said to my husband um, a few days ago, I said, we're going to be empty nesters soon. I said, we better get busy on you know, getting to know each other again, because we've drifted apart with, you know, frantic parenting and jobs and everything. And and he agreed. And that was tectonic. And, um, you know, I all I can say is that as long as I surrender my um, my will to my higher power, then I know things are going to be okay. And, you know, my sponsor told me that there's only two questions I need to ask. One is, what do I want my higher power to be? And the other is, what, what do I want my higher power to do for me? So, you know, I'm not any good. I'm completely so agnostic, it's painful. And so I said, all right, I want my higher power to be love, tolerance, kindness, generosity. Um, and then the other day I was reading with a sponsor, you know, peace, serenity, and joy. And, and that's what I want my power, higher power to be. And what I want my higher power to do for me is make me into those things. And those things I can take to the bank in any relationship. And I'm, I'm confident and, and at ease. I'm serene in that I'm, I'm reaching for those things. And I reach for those things
17: Time, daily.
16: And, and I'll wrap up. And daily, and when I have a question, I call another fellow and I get feedback. And so, so I feel relaxed. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Okay,
0: Anita J., you're up, followed by Vasa O.
2: Thank you so much. And I hope you can hear me. I can't find my ear earpods. Um, yes, I, I can hear
0: you great.
2: Oh, fantastic. So Anita J., I'm uh, living in Framingham Mass now. Uh, and um, I think that the only way I was ever able to move on any of the character defects or flaws in my makeup was when I let go of my old thinking because I get very caught up in what I see. Th- I get wrapped around a wonderful story, and my story about my husband was at the time I was attracted to him, I didn't understand all the things that had happened to me in a sexual way, um, and... I wanted somebody, unbeknownst to me, who wouldn't come near, who wouldn't be, I mean, would come near sexually but not intimately. And then I got so recovered. Can you believe this? I think after three years in LA, I was so recovered. I didn't want this kind of a husband anymore. And I stopped looking. I got wrapped around that story. And I thought, I'm craving intimacy, I'm craving intimacy. And one day um, he said something, I, I call it talking tuna fish, for God's sake. I said, Can you say something that's really true and real? And he looked at me and he said, I miss you when you're not really here. Like, this is Donald? I mean, I didn't even know what to do with it. He was farther along than me without ever going into a meeting. And so really in the last years of his life, and it's it'll always be six years for me now, um, a day at a time, uh, a vision, I have to create grand vision in my own desperation that I was able to let go of all my old thinking. And so for three and a half years, now the sexual piece is gone, of course, but not the intimacy. Not the intimacy. And as he was in his last couple of weeks, I just remember sitting on a couch, side by side, looking out from our windows, and I was playing old Johnny Mathis songs because that's when when we met. And there was a song that was our song. It was called Small World. Honest to God, do you want intimacy? You can get it if you let go of your old thinking. It's so good to be back with you guys. Um, And I pass.
0: Thank you, Anita. Vasa Oh, you're out, followed by Deb W.
18: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, grateful. Recover Compulsive Ovida calling from Florida. Thank you for everybody shared this morning. I can identify with all of you. And to me, it's really surrender, like I did with the food. I This is embarrassing to say, but you know, when I'm much older, you know, and uh, there was no sex before marriage, so I remember saying, oh, this is easy. You know, there, there was no sex, you know, before marriage. And then I got a little bit more into it with my sponsor, and um, it was about flirtations, about uh, fantasy, about manipulation. And she had me write down, list all the people that I felt I had some kind of a contact. It could have been fantasy. It could have been a crush. It could have been... um, any of those, I it didn't have to, have to have the sex part, the intercourse part with it, you know. And I listed all the people. It was very embarrassing. I, I, I don't know why I had to do this part. You know, I was abstinent for quite a while. I didn't want to have to go through all this. But she said, well, we have to go through this stuff, you know. And in order for us not to run to the food, we got to go through this work, you know. And I said, okay, I was just willing and ready to do whatever I was told to do, just not to go back into the food addiction. And yes, God gave me the power, God gave me the strength to go through it, you know, with her help and, you know, and other people didn't die before they went before me. So I went with it and with each person I wrote, um, what was the relationship, you know, with that person? How did you meet? With each person, what it was it a love at first? Uh, was it a fantasy? Was it a crush? Um, and who, how long did you date this person? I didn't have a lot of dating, you know. What were some of the good things about the relationship? What were some of the bad things in the relationships? And mostly I went with my, my husband. And, uh, of course, I was always looking for that love. I mean, food for, was love for me. And and I was always looking for other men's love for me to make me feel better or to make me feel important. Um, And uh, yeah, the romance there. um, I wasn't allowed to date as growing up. You know, I grew up with family where you were supposed to go out with chaperone. Could have been could have been my brother my cousins and so I didn't have a lot of experience. So all that I kind of geared with my husband and my relationship with my husband as, you know, once more more we got married and how I wanted him to be more romantic and I wanted him to I'm give me more love and to be more intimate with me. Well, I was ignoring myself, what I was doing. I was always looking for him to give me what I wanted and I'll wrap it up. I know it's my time. He was very romantic with me by doing things, cutting the grass and just doing stuff for me. And, uh, but I always was looking for the emotional support. And it's by the grace of God. You know, as we go along through the steps, God was providing for me that I, I, I didn't even know what I wanted or what I needed to do. So just going through the steps and doing this work, gradually things started getting better because I was getting better. I, you know, I love my husband. I'll wrap it up. I love my husband. We do things for each other. So it's not competition there any longer. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Vasa. And our last share for today will be Deb W.
18: Hi, this is Deb W., uh, recovered
19: in Oklahoma. Um, I was just thinking, uh the words that kinda stick out at me was um uh our okay, whatever our ideal turns out to be. <clears throat> and uh it uh reminds me that um, you know, my ideal and other people's ideal about the sexual or the sex um uh, is different. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's different. And I I came from my home, my uh, parents' house, and my mother and my father as examples of, you know, intimacy and sexuality. And a lot of it came over on me. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I believe that we have to, just like everything else, we have to adjust that learned ideal uh, because it doesn't work. Uh, For me, and, you know, actually, I came from an alcoholic home and an angry mother. And so keeping adapting to that same ideal uh, isn't healthy. You know, I think very few of us really have a healthy understanding of the sexual act itself. But in the inventory, it's about everything seems like other than the sexual act um i uh and so if we by the time we do all the inventory about everything other than the act itself i believe for myself anyway that we pretty well healed the problem you know that many of us didn't have that much experience on in the first place and as a having a partner we come together and we figure it out the act itself but one thing i did want to say right quick is i had experience with a sponsee once <clears throat> and I am a, a believer, and uh, you know, and with the with trying to turn my ideals over to in line with the the belief the belief I believe in, and somehow I managed to share this Fonsi's my opinion of the ideal, and of course, guess what? It wasn't her opinion of the ideal. And I I walked away a little uncomfortable, and she walked away a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, I think I've learned that it's very, very important to not put my ideals off on anyone else, but, you know, just to continue to share my experience, strength, and hope. And so uh, that was a big lesson for me, and I I guess with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Perfect timing, Deb. So, uh, thank you to everyone who shared today. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, November 21st, 2019, 7 a.m. meeting, is 13,700. That's 13700. And we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Lauren and Anne please read? A Vision for You, Our Book is Meant to Be Suggestive Only.
17: Good morning. This is Lauren N. from New York. Can you hear me? Yes. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.